Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, April 26th. What? In this episode, Everson, Everton dropped their pants into the relegation zone after losing to Liverpool and trying to shithouse their way into the game. City hold serve, putting a five spot up on Watford, a team they've never lost to ever in history of ever, never. But first, Mike, the top four... Arsenal, United, Spurs, discuss. No, I don't have to discuss United if it's a top four conversation. But, um, <laughs> Not anymore. I mean, look, right? Like, it's topsy-turvy. We said pretty much for the majority of the season that this is going to be a race of who doesn't want it. And and um, once again, One we've been really proven... decided they didn't want it. <laughs> well, yes, right, exactly. And you could argue, too, and we'll get into West Ham later in the show because they've got a huge couple of days coming up. Yeah, um, I think they're done. They're like, all right, fine. Oh, no, no. They've got a way into Champions League. It's just not playing against Arsenal this Sunday. So I'm no. not fucking thrilled about that. But you have to give the devil his literal due. Um, Arsenal Football Club, two points up on Spurs. Uh, five games to go. And you'd have to say that if you looked at both an Arsenal and Tottenham's run-ins, it favors the Gunners. Now, it does now. It, it, it didn't. Massive... It didn't. But it does now. It didn't. No, it didn't. Right. And we'll talk about what happened to Spurs over the last two games where they dropped four, four points. Yeah. Four, so, two draws. Um, yeah. yeah. No, no, a draw. And a no, loss. they lost. So um, I forgot my guys. My my stripe yeah, poison. Yeah, move. it's been uh, it's been not great, Bob. Five points, uh, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's there's. <clears throat> I mean, look, right. If you look at the last five for each team, Spurs have drawn and lost, and then they won three before that. And Arsenal won two coming off of three losses on the bounce. So mm-hmm. can it still go any any which way? Yes. But Arsenal just beat Chelsea and Man United. And Tottenham <laughs> have Liverpool and, and Leicester in their next two games. So as long as it favor. stays tight, they got to stay within it, that three. I don't know that it can before May 12th, but we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. Let's get to the scores and we'll go back to what the hell. Actually okay. Happened. It starts Saturday morning with Arsenal three man United one. The first 20 minutes, Arsenal were really good. Man United played some good stuff. There's this guy named Cristiano Ronaldo who, when he has a break is actually quite good. He dominated that game, really tried to will be United into it. But Arsenal got all the breaks and win the game 3-1. Eddie Nketiah looks to be a striker, although his goals were pretty scuffed. Leicester nil, Aston Villa nil. Aston Villa winless in their last six. Don't like that for Gerrard. And that game, the less talked about it, the better. My boys, Man City 5, Watford 1. City set the record for wins against a single opponent, but I think it's 45 goals to 1. (laughs) <laughs> something like that over 15 games it's ridiculous and they got the city, one that's pretty good city own watford yeah the city tend to be give up goals but city are licking their wounds they're not feeling strong at the moment but jesus linked to arsenal scores four goals let's link them to more teams uh norwich on the beach newcastle continue the fucking run of form they're undefeated at home in their last seven seven wins on the bounce is Eddie Howe manager of the season? We'll do superlatives later. Uh, Joe Linton with two goals in that one. Your boys, Brentford, get nil-nil, but Brentford uses the Brighton gambling blueprint. They literally copy the same blame literally. and shut Tottenham down. They're kind of the same team, Brentford and, and Brighton. They have a lot, a lot of links. Yeah, except The Brentford mighty and powerful, super Burnley. Wow, the wow. Clarets. Defeat Wolves and play some good stuff. Maybe it was Sean Dyche's problem the whole time. Burnley, out of the relegation zone. You heard right. Out 
of the relegation zone. Incredible stuff from Burnley. Scenes, scenes, and more scenes. Chelsea won West Ham nil. I don't think, is it is it your mob? No, it's you who hasn't won in London. Chelsea does get the win. Brighton look like they're going to win this game, then draw in the Battle of the South Coast. Two teams that are kind of like off the beaten path when you look at where teams are in England. Brighton and Southampton draw in a, in a hipster derby. Then Liverpool... Don't take a shot Struggle. on target in the first half. Struggle. There are controversies everywhere. Everton basically go full shit house and start wasting time in the first 10 seconds, but ultimately lose 2-0. They take a positive performance, but are in the bottom three, three, three. And we ended the week on a nil-nil. Crystal Palace on Monday night for the fourth time. I don't know how that happens. Against Leeds. Uh, I'm guessing that if they can't get a top six team, they might as well get a good atmosphere. So that's why Crystal Palace keeps playing on Monday nights. They assume they'd get something good, but instead they got fuck all. So where hey, do you want to go, Mike? We have to start with Liverpool, Everton, but we're not we going to talk about about it. But you just brought it up, Leeds. That's a huge, huge, huge point. Huge, huge on on a Monday night at Crystal Palace, hostile atmosphere, and more importantly, that gets them to 34, which I said basically is the line. They are at the line right now. Now they yeah, don't fine. have the great goal difference, so they're still a little suspect uh, if Everton can get their shit together, but. Huge, huge, huge point for Leeds United. Happy for them. Happy for Jesse Marsh. Uh, and I hope that they stay up. But we have to talk about Liverpool and Everton. I don't think you or I has ever shed a tear a single second on this show for Liverpool. Would that Never. be fair to say? Not once. Not once. I so hate <laughs> I, I really hate them. Watched that first half. And by the way, I want to bet because I had halftime draw and Liverpool win. There was never any doubt that Liverpool were going to win. It was just, could they get their asses to halftime and not score first? And Everton was like a cartoon villain. It was like all of the worst traits of who Frank Lampard's old pal, Jose Mourinho, <laughs> you know all what? of the worst things about all of the worst teams he's ever had I fucking combined loved it. into 45 minutes. I fucking loved it. I it thought was so comical though. I thought that they were, I mean, Listen, this is a team in the relegation zone. This is a team that has never beat Liverpool. Liverpool no, no, brought it. out their dogs. They had the big guys in. It was Salamane, Jota, Thiago, Fabinho, Keita. That is now their best group. Uh, the yeah. only and, and Matip. This is their best group mm-hmm. at home against Everton, and they fucking shit house their way to a nil-nil, no shot opening first half. Yeah. I thought Everton were great. They did everything they were supposed to do. They had 55% pass completion on only 193 passes, but yeah. they still created as many chances as Liverpool did in the first half. Three shots to three. Um, Damari Gray had a couple. Uh, I thought, you know, Anthony, our friend Anthony Gordon, Mr. Anthony, why do I keep, yes, Anthony Gordon, yeah, Anthony he's Gordon. trying to dive his way to penalties. He really was. He gets pushed in the back. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was so comical. Right, but that's but like, what you've got to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand. And and look, nothing else has worked. So theoretically, why not? But the the highlight of the weekend for me was not the, the you know the Origi sub that changed the game. It was not the the that crazy was, five goal output at Wofford. Cool. You knew it was coming. Um, it was none of these other games. It was the anti football movement in the first forty five minutes. Uh. And uh, culminated by, in the 41st or so minute, uh-huh. the ball comes to uh, Jordan Pickford. He grabs it, 
goes down to a knee, goes down on his chest, and he gets up. Like he looks up, not even, he's still on the ground and he winks at the sideline. <laughs> and I went, you motherfucker, man. Like that you. was the funniest thing I've seen on a soccer yeah. So there was that. Time. Richarlison must've went down without getting touched a half a dozen times. He yeah. kept on pretending yeah. that he had bad. a head injury. Um, and a leg injury. Michael Keane came on early in the warmups. That made me nervous because he's terrible, but he didn't have a chance to fuck this game up. Uh, I thought Everton can hold their heads high even though they lost. I don't think um, they can. After, after, no. Like, oh, yes, they can. No, no, you can't. After you did what you did for the first half of that game, you, you, but you basically, you knew it was coming, right? It was really a matter of when, not if. But the manner in which you, as a collective, just behave I yourselves. I don't agree. I think I that this is what you they can't had hold to your head do. High. You know, Listen, I, I understand. It's not hold your, okay, hold your head high is not. Is it's not like a Leeds hold your head high, lose six three. You didn't get your fucking heads kicked in. Yes, that counts. Fine. <laughs> it counts, except for the fact that it puts them into the relegation zone. It does. Burnley, that's right. You heard it from the scores. Burnley, yeah, two points clear. Not one, but two. That's points clear. that's two. That's two big points. Uh, I will say that bringing on Divac Origi in a derby when the guy literally does not play he's played he has no starts he's played six games for 107 minutes i didn't do all competitions so i'm going to give him a little bit more credit let's see oh no still just the six game no no, no i'm just kidding um let me just get it right uh, he's 16, probably got 200 five minutes. starts six goals three assists so his per goals plus permit his per minute stuff is incredible he just scores when he plays but all everton fans know he is the destroyer of souls he is vishnu he is the uh oppenheimer to the nuclear bomb that gets exploded in um goodison park when they get relegated he is the destroyer of worlds uh famous for the big dink goal uh many times over and you all Evertonians knew, I mean, Roger Bennett, probably the most famous Evertonian in the U S uh, a Liverpool transplant was just like, Oh, he's here. It's over. We're dead. It's yeah. we're going to die now. And he did set up the goal from Robertson. It was a nice move. It was all, there's nothing really to talk about aside from the fact that Everton football club are in the bottom three. They are in legitimate, real, no holds barred trouble. They're in Barney Rubble right now. Yeah. There is a narrative that somehow Frank Lampard is not to blame for this. Bullshit. Get the when fuck he out took of this here. team, they were not in the relegation zone, and they are now. You got okay. six games to go. How you haven't given him his walking papers <laughs> after that display of arrogance and just like, well, nothing else is working, so we might as well just be cunts for 45 minutes. Like, I don't know how he's still employed. So and here, they're not serious about staying up. That's what that tells me. Yeah. So here, here's who they have left. Chelsea, Leicester, Watford, Brentford, Palace, Arsenal. But you have to transpose that over what Burnley has left. Which but are Burnley better? Yes. Watford. So there's your easy win for both sides, right? <laughs> Aston Villa, Tottenham. Uh, Aston Villa twice, like you said last week. Yeah. And then Newcastle. So, look, I mean... The question is not who's got a better run in because I think I think it's close but I think it's probably Burnley by a nose. The question is 
who is more likely to get a win, not a draw, a win, and oh, upset one they're, of these They're teams. going to war, dude. They are ready. They have battle scars. They have yeah. blood in their noses. They can taste it in their mouth. They're ahead of Everton. They feel it. They know it. Tarkovsky what, what I'll say is this. and me and know, those dudes are going to fucking blood to the – they're going to fight to the death. I know. I know. But what I'm saying is this. Assume they both beat Watford, okay? So then you have, what, five games left for Everton and four for uh, for Burnley. So, again, Aston Villa twice, Spurs, and Newcastle. Not an easy running. There's, no. It's very possible, if not likely, you lose all four of those. But on the Everton side, Chelsea, Leicester, Brentford, Arsenal, Palace. Now, Palace is at home, and that's the game of either of their schedules that I think Everton can have the Everton potential. have not won a game at home. Uh, sorry, on the road since August. Yeah, yeah, but they're at home. But they're at home. Oh, home. Okay? Sorry. I, I so, so what I'm saying is that is where the hope lies for Everton. You have to beat Crystal 14th place Crystal Palace. These are not world beaters on your turf to stay in the Premier League. But, oh, well, so it's two points. So if they do win that and Burnley lose out, they're good by one that, point. That, that Brentford game on Sunday, May 15th. That's the game. Basically, they have to beat Watford. You have to beat Watford. That Brentford game at home is massive. And we'll learn a lot on Saturday because Watford Watford hosts Burnley. If if Watford can manage a point, if they can draw Burnley, which I'm not going to say is anything. At this point, draws are good. I mean, if Burnley gets a draw, they're happy. No, not against against Watford. In any of the other four games, they're happy as shit. But if they drop points, this is how you have to look at this. If you drop points against Watford, Everton has the chance. Think of it like Family Feud. They have the chance to steal, right? (laughs) Yes, for sure. So so then you're plus two. You're back even. But you still got goal difference. So assuming nobody loses 10-0 in one of these games, you have to get one more point than Burnley with one extra game remaining. Now, it's not going to be easy. Like I said, you've got – Lester underachieving, but there's still a difficult draw for a current Everton side. It's close. I, I, we, we would be Crystal Palace it. is the game that Everton yeah. has to get a result. It would be unfair to not at least mention uh, Leeds because they've got a tough run in. City, uh, Arsenal, City, Arsenal, Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford. Okay, but again. <laughs> so they might lose all those games, but they might just hang on on 34. It's distinctly but, possible. Right, right, but again, Burnley, assume Burnley and Everton beat Watford. Burnley is on 34. Everton is on 32. The only way that Leeds are in danger is if they get zero points from the rest of the season from five games, which is possible. Yeah. And Everton, Everton get, get more. Yeah. So I, they're not mathematically safe with one more draw. I think I said on the last show, 34 and a half was the line. They're at 34. One more point should see them through. Because I don't I think, think that Burnley I, I, I think and Leeds Everton will get, will get 35. Leeds will get one more point for sure. What, are, what have we been saying? Eight wins. Burnley's now on six. Everton has the eight. How about that? Burn- yeah. Burnley has hung on with the 13 draws. Which You're right. Is number two in the league. You're but right. That eight wins. You get to eight wins, you are staying up. What's yeah. killed Everton is they got, they've just losing games, not getting draws, not getting results. They were hard done against City. They had a draw locked up. Well, and and uh, the, the handball that wasn't uh, against Rodri. Really fucking and understand something else. There is the Sean Dyche DNA is showing through. It's in the team, yeah, but it's also in the table. They're the only team 
in the relegation race with a goal difference under minus 20. Yeah, that's because a big they deal. Defend. They don't give up. Exactly. Shit. They never get blown out or they rarely get blown out. Right. right? So, so Their that they shows, can't score. <laughs> sure, fine. But I, I understand. But what I'm saying is for all that Burnley had or, or wasn't under Sean Dyche, the one thing they were was a miserable fucking 90 minutes. And that has translated to the best goal difference of the teams who are in danger of going down. But right? look at look at the XG for Everton. This is how you go down. When you have the XG of minus 10, but you're actually minus 21. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> Those are losses that should have been drawn. See, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a few of those, right? And, and by the way, the only reason they probably even have a fucking prayer anymore is because of that late equalizer they got the other day. Right? Oh, yeah, against, they got uh, blown out too. Against Leicester. Yeah, I mean so, they were they completely annihilated. Him. So this is the same Leicester team you have to play in two weeks. So are yeah. we are we really that confident in that? I'm no, not, no. But... I mean, I I think it's close. I think that it's Edge Burnley now. Now we know I that Burnley agree. are come to play. I think it's definitely Edge Burnley. Those thirteen draws show they know that we know they're not going to lose. They might get, they may not win, but they're not going to lose. Yeah. So and at this point of the season, five points, right? Let's say they draw all their games. Five points puts them at wow. thirty-five. I don't think that they <laughs> right, right, no, right. But you know what I mean? Like so now yeah. the age. So you've got two different philosophies. Burnley's has really not changed, although I'm sure their their dressing room, their their style of play certainly has changed from Sean Dyche. But a draw is is good. Like we said, is good news aside from the Watford game, as I mentioned for Burnley. Whereas Everton, you got to go if you don't. No, I don't care. Way, there's no way. They're getting beat by Aston Villa twice in three weeks. That's just not happening. I agree, but I listen. Anything could happen in those games. Anything. I agree. The difference, agree. The difference anyway, is, is that amazing. Villa are basically playing a lame duck season. They're at, yeah. they're done. They're nothing to play for. And Burnley are fighting for their fucking lives. And so they know got to go how to fight. Burnley. Right. Right. Uh, speaking of fights for lives, let's go. Let's go to the bottom of the the, the fringes of the top four race. West Ham. Uh, Chelsea. Uh, I think West Ham are looking at the champions at the Europa League here. They didn't play their big dogs in this game well, against look. Chelsea, but uh, they had a shot to pull Chelsea in to a scrap that they, they might have dropped out of the top four. Uh, sure, again, and it was really Luka- you know. Lukaku plays and does nothing. Uh, then it late in the game. Dawson gets called. I mean, Lukaku, Lukaku draws. Uh, sorry, Lukaku comes on late. Excuse me, I got that wrong. Lukaku draws the penalty on Dawson and the red for pulling him back. Jorginho steps up, misses, yes. which was fantastic. And I when he misses, every, it's it's gorgeous. I loved it. It was, it was fantastic. But then, oh, our Lord and Savior, Mister Christian Pulisic, who had come on for Werner, does a great run, nice cross easy finish and Chelsea get a big set of points to get themselves off the schneid. They did push in this game. They, there was a chance for Yarmolenko on 70, a couple chances for Ben Rana Musawaku early in the game, but this was Chelsea's game. They went after it. You know, I think, you know, we, we, we both agree that West Ham are essentially playing for, uh, Europa. That's the best way. Listen, they can fight tooth and nail for a Europa Conference League spot, or, or they can go full bore against Eintracht Frankfurt. And who's who's the other semifinal? I can't remember. Um, it's, it's Leipzig, right? Le- right. That's right. That's right. 
likely going to be Leipzig in the, in the final. And that's a Champions League spot on the line. And you know what? I fucking hate them, but good on them. But here's where the wrinkle really comes in. Them losing that game officially, not mathematically, but officially closes the door for them in the top four race. Wow. Yes. Who do they play on Sunday? Arsenal. This was tagged as part of Arsenal's miserable running, which, by the way, included Chelsea and Man United before it. They yes. weren't supposed to get any points from that, and they got they six. They did. Yeah. And here you have a West Ham team who, frankly, isn't going to give a damn because no. they're going to basically be playing Thursday and Thursday around it with far more on the line than than, than London Pride. The thing Pride. is, they, they don't really have that much rotation, so they'll still have to play a good team, but they, it won't be the best. I don't know, dude. They could. By fucking... the way, Leipzig play Rangers. That's right. Thank you. Glasgow. Mm-hmm. We did not that. a good Rangers team. No, 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 but but so it, it should be for all intents and purposes West Ham and and Leipzig in a, in a you know in a Europa League final and, and good on them. But, well, I mean, listen, I would not uh, I would not discount uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, who clearly after no, the Barcelona fair. game have the best support in the league. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Like but I like still another, think another I, I feel comfortable backing West Ham. But all right, what I'll say is this: whether they whether they win the first leg or not, unless they get their shit blown out, they're not going to get blown out. They're but okay, but that's my point. They're not going to go. They're going back. Home. Thankfully, they're home for both games, so that might help a little bit. Yeah, but they're not going to give a shit about Arsenal. They don't give a fuck. Why? Why would they? It makes zero sense. You know, they'll you know who they'll play? Mark Noble. Yes, like, they will play Mark Noble. They, they want, they're not going to care, right? Frankfurt, and by so, the way, Frankfurt and West Ham are about as evenly matched as two teams can be. They're almost sure. exactly the same. No, no, no. I don't disagree it's at all. It's going to be a fight with, like, brick brats, and it's going to be who wants to kill the other person more yeah. using rolled-up newspapers. And so that Pulisicle <laughs> effectively... You know, for a moment, Arsenal pulled Chelsea down into the nether regions of the rest of this shit heap. Um, They got their shit together. They escaped. And by the way, they don't have anything else to play for until the end of the season, the FA Cup final. Um, And they also have a game in hand. Who's their game in hand, you ask? We just mentioned it. Everton. So they're fine. Even if they lost this game, they'd be fine. There is interesting news on the Chelsea front regarding players. So... The takeover is taking a long time. Rudiger is officially leaving. Yep. That is no Real Madrid. That is a breaking of the team. Christensen is officially leaving. Essentially, they're not re-signing any of the players that are out of contract, and their whole defense is out of contract. Yeah. So there's a lot of turmoil at Chelsea. So the locker room isn't, it's not fracturing. It's not like a bad thing, like something's wrong, but just, hey, oh, you're leaving? Oh, Rudiger's leaving? Should I leave? Because yeah. he's like our best defender. So these kind of like these doubts, these late... See, weird things happen at the end of the season. A famous one was uh, United losing on Alex Ferguson's last game ever to West Brom, who were going to be relegated 5-4. Yeah. <laughs> these are famous games that happen. So uh, as we as we segue into the, the race here, we got your mob going against Brentford and getting brightened. So, so Brentford and Brighton, 11 and 12 in the table... Um, held Tottenham Hotspur, and I want to look into the camera. No shots. To zero shots on target. Over 180 minutes of football. Mm. 180 minutes and zero shots. With, uh, that's with, with Harry Kane the, playing. Yeah. That's with the, Sonny playing. 
That's with Kulisevsky. Now, how could that happen twice in a row, you ask? I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah. They effectively have myself and Laurent at wingback. Okay? And what that does is you play three at the back, and you basically play with a two-man midfield, right? Kane drops in. You just follow him wherever he goes, which basically cuts off the service to Son and Kulisevsky, who suddenly show up like ghosts, and everybody's just like shocked about it. Like, how could this possibly ever happen? <laughs> and you you're basically playing all of it into Sessignon and Emerson Royal. I still believe in Sessignon to an extent, but Emerson yeah, Royal his cro- is his crossing is bad. It is. I should not try to defend this. Yeah, I mean, terrible. I, I thought Cessignon, there were too many moments where there was a cross on and he just he just overcooked it. It would go flying over the whole yeah, thing. It was bad. And, they didn't it was ha- bad. and there wasn't that many chances. I think what you have in Brentford and Brighton, both very similar teams, Benheim mm-hmm. and um, I believe the other guy's name is Bloom, both worked at the same gambling company. They split off from each other. Both made their money in gambling and in data intelligence. Both have really worked methodically, director of football, growing the team, doing it the right way. Brighton made it to the league first, then Brentford after them, where you have a philosophy, a structure, a top to bottom, a belief, a system of finding the right players for the right manager and they're mirroring each other. And I think to the point that they may be sharing intelligence for all I know, where Brentford played exactly as Brighton did. They but both it's have the hard. strength. They both have the strength in their midfield. Incredible stuff. Shut so them it's not down. hard, but also the one thing that Brentford has that Brighton doesn't is a Christian Eriksen. And all the talk was and Tony. You know, <laughs> go, and well, and Tony. And all the talk going into the game against Brentford was wow, Eriksen's back at Spurs, blah, 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 blah. He might come back in the offseason, but he's, he's not. not he's back. playing it's against cool. Brentford. It's actually possible and it's been rumored to be likely, but that's not the point right now. He um was it, it, you don't necessarily need Christian Eriksen back at Spurs. But what you need is to replace the player you sold in January of 2019, whose name was Christian Eriksen. So <laughs> I just I'm surprised that they're surprised at this point. And you have a two-man midfield with Betancourt, who can play a ball forward, but he's not an attacking player by any means. And Hoybeer, who gets lost in his own fucking shirt. And you basically, all you do is you siphon the play out wide and you hope for the best. Well, yeah, Sonny I, and Kolosevsky are already wide. Why, I, I, I think the thing, that's, the thing that's surprising to me with, I mean, Brentford played great. They have that giant yes. Denmark midfield. They're all Danes. Uh, the thing that's interesting and I didn't really realize, and it took a long time for even Conte to realize it is Doherty was making the team go somehow because he was making runs that freed up that. Yeah. That he was making runs that, that sort of occupied people and made there be less congestion where, you know, you could let Cessignon get a ball. The other news around Spurs, and I'm sure you know, this (laughs) is whenever Conte loses, uh, especially when he loses twice in a row, or doesn't play well. It, he the rumors surface that he wants to leave. <laughs> so, so now, me, so now the rumor is that he wants to go to PSG in a swap deal for Pochettino. For Pochettino. I love this deal. This is incredible. Please do it. I love so, it. Bring so it the thing back. is, is that Pot, like Conte would not thrive at PSG. No, he would fail worse than Tuchel, worse than Pochettino. Not because he's not great, but because the the inmates run the asylum. 
Yes. He is not one of those guys. He would have kicked ne- Neymar if, if Mbappe was still there. He would have kicked all of them out on their asses because that's he would not punch the Neymar. Ethos. It would happen. He would punch him. Oh, multiple times. But <laughs> <laughs> I hope a word on, I think he's great. I mean, I only saw it through the lens of my own fan base. So I have to criticize my own and I won't give anybody else shit. At halftime, I saw a refrain and I have screenshots. I have the receipts. Of people being like, oh man, as soon as we got into the top four race, Harry Kane disappeared. Why is that? Uh, Not Sky Sports, not Gary Neville, fucking Tottenham fans. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're sitting here criticizing the only reason that we're in the position that we are right now. And you have the balls to sit there and say, oh, he's playing like shit. Oh, he went to the Masters after the game last weekend. That's why we lost. Or the the, the, the after the win, he went and then we, we, no, we lost. No, it's not Brighton. really good coaches Get studying the, the team and here. sitting on him. And then after halftime, in the second half, by the way, Kane had a very, very good second half. He just didn't score. <laughs> so everybody shut the fuck up about number 10. And all of a sudden, it didn't even wait until the postgame quotes. It was, oh, I think Conte wants the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> dude, like, oh, yeah. wait, here, let me, again, right into the camera. Hey, Tottenham fans, this is why we haven't won a trophy since 2008 <laughs> and a real one since 1991. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. We don't deserve it. You people uh-huh. deserve nothing but sadness. And no, you know, you know what I, lives. yeah, you know That's what I why. think? And I think this is one of the things where as Americans watching, watching uh, English. Oh, it made me angry. It's, um, there's a. There's a darkness within the English that is beyond oh, our comprehension. Like yeah. we have optimism. Like we love our best players unconditionally. Yeah. I mean, that's but why I'm a little bit English like, inside, right? Like I used to hammer Jeter. It used to make you crazy. Uh, you I almost wanted to, to hit me. I No, no, no. Almost my ass. I was like, I can't afford to lose this job. That's why I let you keep talking about it. <laughs> that was a true story. Many times, many times, I would sit there with a clenched fist shaking at my desk. I'm like, if Laurent says one more fucking thing about Derek Jeter, I swear to God, I'm going to hit him with this laptop, and I'm not sure which end. Like, like, well, like that's it why was... I'm English on the inside, right? That's right, why right, I, right. I, I get this sport. I'm like, oh, yeah, misery? Of course. No, and I understand. And it was never a thing until this past summer and all the stories in City and all that. So the the seed of doubt, once it's planted, is nearly impossible to get out, right? Despite the fact that he is unconditionally your best player, despite yeah. the fact that he is unconditionally the only reason you have been revived. Yeah. It's yeah, it's Conte. Yeah, listen, I, buddy, it's as much Kane as it is. Anybody. I do want to. I do want to shift on narratives. So that's your team's narrative. Then we've got we've got City's narrative, who are essentially we're an anonymous cardboard cutout stick figure who are there only as a foil for Liverpool's greatness or misery. Right. Enjoy so I don't even want to, I, I can't even deal with yeah. going through 2013 again. Essentially it's all set up. If Liverpool don't win the league and the quadruple, it will be tragic. And if they win the league or lose one of the things, it'll be heroic. And city are just there as their foil. We're, we're a robotic automaton. We are literally Mr. Robotnik and they are fucking Sonic. Sonic. I, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they I are. Don't, I don't. I I know that City are probably the seventh biggest team in England. We don't have the history. I know why media companies do what they do. Liverpool's narrative is better, but it sometimes it feels like we need an air disaster or our fans to get crushed in massive numbers before anyone cares who Manchester City is. I think we should raise up Main Road and then implode it on the fans so that we'll be respected <laughs> as human beings. 
Uh, I think, I think, <laughs> I think, you know, in addition, like, thank God to for the, Liam Gallagher. Thank God for the Gallagher brothers. If right. there was not Oasis, there would be nothing. No you know city what? representation. If it wasn't for Liam anything. Gallagher, if it wasn't for Liam Gallagher, do you think that Sheik Mansour would have bought the team? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I mean, you bought Everton. The only reason I think I'm not even being this. The only reason PSG and Manchester City were bought is because the word Manchester is in the name of the team and the word Paris is in the name of the team. Someone in Berlin needs to call their team Berlin FC. Hertha Berlin. They might get bought, right? But they can't, they're not allowed because they have the rules there. Anyway. Uh, And it's called Union Berlin. Don't fuck with that shit. No, no, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's shift gears a bit. Um, We got champions. I had one more. Okay. I had one more. Did you see the press conference about Declan Rice and David Moyes? Did I, I send did. it to you? Amazing. That was great. Amazing. That was good. So, so for those that it, didn't see, oh, so good. David Moyes was the manager of Everton many, many, many years ago when a young Wayne Rooney, a young, <laughs> hold on, a young, not cirrhosis riddled Rooney. <laughs> who's age 37, who looks like he's 87 um, or 36, whatever. He was at Everton as the story goes, as everyone knows, he was sold to Manchester United on David Moyes' watch. So enter this. And he took that money and picked up the team. Yeah. But this, this press conference is mentioned that, Oh, Declan Rice has turned down his third time in a contract. And Moyes is just like, who said that? Somebody says, somebody mentions Fabrizio Romano. And he's like, Fabrizio Romano. So somebody from inside the club, huh? One of the local lads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just giggles and he's like, I got this. You guys can't fucking rattle me. I'm David Moyes. I loved his confidence. I loved his shooting down. I loved his shitting on Romano, who is, as I troll the internet, is just known as a, yes, he breaks stuff. but he's he also an aggregator. Just, he's an aggregator, right? He just is on the internet all day, double checks stuff he sees and just because his account is huge now, he can say, and that's fine. I'm sure they all see do the it. thing with him is that he's almost never wrong. Well, because he only that... posts what he double checks. Yeah. 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 So Romano has his, he got his catchphrase of here we go. He's on CBS. So, but I love that Moyes is just like Twitter. The fuck's Twitter? I don't give a fuck. About what that says. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. I now love Moyes. I don't know if I ever loved Moyes, but now I do. And I, I wonder, that. United fans, if you're out there. Would you go again? Would you, where would you be if you had just kept him the whole oh, time? I mean, not you, no way. Even if he won the league twice, he wouldn't be there still. But it's, that's eight years. Well, he had an interview about it. He was very frank. He was like, I wasn't ready then. I, I could do it now. He just didn't have it. Yeah. He wasn't chilled enough yet. And it was just so. There were the too many of Ferguson's guys too. Well, that, but it was the style of play was so different and jarring that he had, he had lost the room before he walked in it. Right. And then the Fellaini signing didn't help because they were like, Fellaini, that's not a Manchester United player. They killed for fucking Fellaini right now. <laughs> he'd, be their, he'd be their best midfielder and lo and behold, by a lot. And was, who was their midfielder when they last won trophies with Jose Mourinho? Malron fucking Fellaini. <laughs> when they couldn't play and, and and Mourinho would go, all right, bring Fellaini on. We're doing it the old way. Kick it to him. Let's yep. get this fucking yep. goal. I, I, they were amazing when they did that. Yeah. So 
I know we segued. We went to West Ham. We went to the top four. We didn't talk too much about United and Arsenal. Uh, that was a good game. That was fun. Yeah. No, it I was. enjoyed that. I was worried that it was going to be shit, but uh, I found it to be enjoyable. A uh, lot of weird penalty calls. Cedric crawling on the ground for the handball. Um, Probably was a penalty in all of history, but oh. pundits don't seem to read the actual rules. And the rules were changed to say that if your hand is on the ground and it gets hit, it cannot be a penalty. It doesn't say if you're crawling and your arm is on the ground. Just <laughs> if your hand is implanted on the ground and the ball hits your arm, it cannot it the be a penalty. the movement of the hand towards the ball that was just so matter. unequivocal. Because it wasn't on the ground. It was you were on the ground, but you went like that. I, I just, that's a penalty all day it long. Was a, it was a penalty all day long, but but according to the rules, not a penalty. That was one. Then there was an Elanga. There was a little bit of a push by Tavares, sort of. But he did score a nice goal. I didn't think that was a penalty. But then they gave the same penalty the other way on the offside. No, wait, we're not checking offside. That might have been a penalty. So they did the double, the double VAR. Yeah. Uh, and they gave the penalty. By the way, I don't know how many Arsenal fans are out there, but that Tavares kid can never play. He is <laughs> awful. Like he got it got to the point that the announcers were saying they need to get him off because he's making mistakes. Like it's we're making worried, us all like we're worried for his confidence. Like they're yeah. uncomfortable. Like he kept he couldn't hold on to the ball. So there were about 20 minutes in the second half where like United were good because it was on display the weak link sport bullshit that I talk about. I'm like, if you guys can't get this fucking ball to Odegaard, you must stop. Like Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Saka, you get it to them. They're gold. Like Odegaard is just like, I can't, I can't deal with him. I love him. I can't with him. His little frosty hair. He chases guys (sighs) down. He's got the thing. If he adds 10 goals to his game, he might be the, he's, He's, He's like in the shit. player of the year conversation if he adds 10 goals to his game. but um, No, 10 total, not to what he has now. Oh, like, in, at the end of the year, he's on 10 and 10. Yeah, I mean, he's still – I mean, he's not uh, in the upper echelons of the conversation, but certainly Arsenal player of the he year. In that little spot. He's got a little – Yeah, yeah well, you said point. it a couple weeks ago. He's, uh, he's reminiscent of a number 23 Dane from, from Spurs a few years back, so – well, I thought uh, I, I felt like Erickson played used to play a little bit deeper. This is more like in ran. the David Silva spot, like in that yeah, game, okay. like right on the edge of the box where he's ready, quick turns. He did play with David Silva at Real Sociedad. Well, mm. He does have a little bit of a crap Kevin De Bruyne vibe to him without the power. Um, <laughs> or the complete like, lack of emotion whatsoever. Um, leave my team alone. I know it's so so I I'm all over such a, that was a low that was a cheap shot. No, no, no. It's it, I get it though. Like it's so hard. Like I want to talk about City and have the feelings that you have for United, that you have for Arsenal, that one can have for Spurs and all these all these ups and downs. But my team is like no drama Obama. It's just there's nothing. Yeah. It's a robotic attack robot. Yeah. It just yeah. destroys all comers and Yes, I'm sure the players have feelings and there are passionate players like like, you know, uh, like Diaz and, and, and Kevin De Bruyne does stuff. But you only have moments on the field. There's nothing. It's like a void. They're basically a Ken doll. <laughs> people. I'll give you some uh, some Manchester City drama. Oh, later today at the Etihad, 
first leg of the Champions League semifinal against 10-time winning Real Madrid. Talk to me about your feelings about that. 13-time winning. Oh, yeah, they won three more. <laughs> that's right. The decimal was like a long time ago. They won three in a row. That's under right. That's right. I, I, they didn't I win the league. On the wrong end of that. Yes, no, that's yes, okay. Yes. That's okay. La yeah. decima is now la tresima. Uh, City, every... By the way, Real Madrid, I, I do respect the heart of a champion. We talked about it a little bit. Over these these the knockout rounds, they have played 45 minutes of good football. They played 20 minutes against PSG, blew them away, and 15 minutes against Chelsea and Chelsea. blew them away. Chelsea were bad in the first leg. But they were dominated by PSG in the first leg but held on. They were dominated by Chelsea in the second leg when they drew when they had the 4-3 or 3-4, whatever it was. City ain't going to let that shit happen. That's just not going to happen. Okay. Not to my team. No fucking way. Now, Why not? Now, could they could they – Give up? Could there be a ball in behind? Vinicius gets on it, crosses it to Benzema, and he finishes. Yes, that can happen. They could lose one nil easily. I just think. Oh, you're just, saying they're not going to have that 25 minute stretch where they get completely fucking doored. I, I don't think so. It'll be if City lose, it'll be on the break. It'll be Vinicius on the break. No Kyle Walker still injured. No John Stones injured. City are fucking burning oil humping into the line it's going to be zinchenko at one of the fullback positions Cancelo gets a yellow card accumulation in the 98th minute against atleti because Mm -hmm. it was in the 98th minute because all the bullshit essentially atleti when the season goes if if city lose this this two-legged tie and lose the league it will be the atleti two-legged event that killed their season sure because that hundred minute at the Juan de Metropolitano just psychologically kicked the shit out of City. They were okay for the Liverpool game, but the accumulation of all of it, now they're injured. I I mean I'm am I am I setting up for City losing? A little bit. I'm ready for them to lose these games. I mean Sure. They So what you just described to me sounds like an awful familiar script that you and I know very well. If Real Madrid sit deep and play on the break, especially with a weakened defense, especially on the on the the wings, they can play. If they can play, they can do Spurs better than Spurs. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And they have better. They have a better. No, no disrespect to Harry Kane. Benzema is having a better season than Harry Kane. Sure. But they no, are absolutely. a similar level of quality. These are like uh, different in, players, in but top, very very similar. The yeah, top of course. Four strikers in the world yep. who can affect games coming deep. All rounders. They do it yep. all. Yes, and I then agree. with with Vinicius, you have Son. Yeah, uh, the hope is when Vinicius does get his one or two chances, he misses them, or Edison saves them. Uh, again, yeah. this is going to come down to can City in the early minutes of the game get an early goal, settle in, of course, yeah, and be clinical because right. City create chances. It's going to be whether City can c- score goals. I like. I like Jesus to play in this game with Foden up front and Bernardo Silva in the nine where they all rotate. Well, Jesus just scored four goals. You got to ride. You better fucking hand. play this game. You've got to play him. Um, let me ask you this. And then it's Gundogan, you... it's Gundogan, Rodri, and 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 De Bruyne. And 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 for those that don't know, the other we're going to come back to it. In a, the other semifinal, we're not going to talk about it. It's Liverpool with a fucking bye round against Villarreal. If they don't win this, they should be kicked out of the fucking Premier League. Listen, I have a lot of respect City, for Unai Emery. They have put out Bunny. iron. 
Good and evening. Juventus. If they put out Liverpool, that that's will be, that's bigger than Ajax a few years back. That will be the biggest upset in thirty years. Since, it'll be it'll be, it'll be it'll be it'll be Porto. It'll be no bigger than that. Well, well, they'd have to beat you or Madrid then to be Porto. But 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 all right, enough enough said about that. Going back to City, I have a question for you. How do you feel about the first leg being at home and then therefore the second leg being at the Bernabeu? It's an advantage to them, for yeah, sure. I would agree. Uh, I think City need to put a three down at least. Well, and so that's kind of my point is that do you think that they'll batten down the hatches, take their chances on the rush, but not necessarily – if they can go de- back to the Bernabeu down with a t- down two, they'll go. I was going to say one. I think two is the line where it's like that's going to be tough, because because then if City are up two zero, no, you don't have to have them going full bore. You can't play on the break. You have to play them in their own way, and that's where you're going to get really beaten poorly. But if you can go back one nil for the first half of that game in the Bernabeu, you can you can be the snake I mean, and kind of lure them I mean, in, right? I mean, look at this. Walker, Stones, Cancelo unavailable. That's just that's just right, but that's what I'm saying. You you can take your shots and play that 65-35 possession game. Do that. And then on that 35, on the break, Modric is gonna set Vinicius free on the wing, and it could get weird real fast. So I think it's it, the hope is that the hope is that Real play like they played against PSG where they played bad. I mean, the, the thing that's crazy about the season for Real is they have not played well in almost every single one of those games. Right. You were just like, how are they still here? Why can't they die? You've got to kill the champion. They win on draws. Like they they get they have the heart of the champion. They have got all those all, the ghosts. It's 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 running on fumes. It's it's ninety nine Yankees. It's you know with two thousand whatever whatever Yankee team you want to pick. Whatever like Tom Brady down twenty eight at the half. Like how what the fuck? How does this happen? <laughs> yeah. It's these people. It's it's Jeter in a in a big spot where you're just like this. I know every Red Sox fan is petrified, even though I'm afraid too. You know, it's just like yeah. you're just like oh Mariano's coming. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that is Real. You're like what the fuck? Benzema is on the break. How does it, why is he free? How did he get there? Why isn't someone like on, on his back? Like, just don't. Yeah. The, the last time they lost was because he wasn't playing and mm-hmm. they lost four nil to Barcelona who have now lost three in a row at home. I mean, and lost to Eintracht Frankfurt. That's how big Benzema is. Like, will someone just take Phil Foden and stick him on that French fucking destroyer of worlds anyway i'm afraid i don't feel good about this game at all it's going to be diaz laporte zinchenko and a sack of cheese it's I, like, okay? I, I think he's injured he's got a bad ankle oh, so okay. it, so when zinchenko ake as the fullbacks means that city have a stilted attack because that's what happens so it's going to be on your de bruyne's to just will them to win. And he has done it. He they did one of the most famous games to get City to the semifinal was a win at Real in a better version of Real uh, mm-hmm. two years ago. So uh, it's possible, but I do not feel good about this team. It's going to sure. take a lot. Like all this stuff is just like City going to lose the Champions League and lose the league because they're trying to win the Champions League and they have no players left. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Tune in for later today, 3 p.m. Eastern time. It's uh, 
Ooh, it's uh, squeaky bum time for Laurent. We'll yes. talk about squeaky bum time over to Italy for a second before hey! we wrap up. My <laughs> the Fighting beloved, Salernos. <laughs> the Fighting Salernos have a breath yet. Oh, God. Uh, three wins on the bounce. They're up to 25 points. They're three <laughs> points off of Cagliari with four, five games to go, and Cagliari only have four. By the way, they didn't just beat anybody. They beat Fiorentina 2-1 on Sunday. <laughs> Big shit kind of performance from the Granata, and I'm so pumped. I'm in, and I'm partially sad because originally the plan was that my wife and I were going to go over there. We were going to catch a game, and it was going to be Salernitana on May 8th against Cagliari, which is turning out to be a war for survival. So we'll see how the next few days go. Uh, we'll see how the next 10 days or so um, Did pan you, out. Have you gotten your Federico Bonazzoli shirt? Bonazzoli. Oh, I love him. I love him. Frank Ribery's still on the team. Oh, is he? Yes, they signed him on a free for like twenty bucks. Uh, Like they're paying him in, they're paying him in pizza, and uh, it's they're paying him with a. There's a guy named Lasagna Kulabali. Come on. Yes, there literally is. There's a guy on the team named Lasagna, and so after being just left for dead, they get nine points from nine. They still have the worst goal difference, so they got it. They got it. They're three and a half points back. But damn it, they have a breath, and I'm really, really excited for my boys. I've been following them all season. I've been getting the goal notifications. I've been watching a handful of the games. Um, I'm stuck in on these guys, and I'm hoping that oh, they can God. stay up and I can get to see them. Uh, you so know, let's sometime see. Let's next see. Let, okay, Venezia, Atalanta. Oh my God, you've got Calgary away at home. At oh, home. That is gonna be a fucking war. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm excited for that game. Like I'm gonna. Like I'm gonna start like. Looking By the way, that Venezia Italian game, you can win that game. What's that? They're not that good, Venezia. They have the greatest shirt in Venezia the is dead last. So we've got Venezia, oh. we've got Cagliari, we've got Spezia, who we just beat, I think, a few weeks back. That's 15, 17, and 20 right there. Again, though, I think Cagliari has Venezia as well. The problem is not that you're three points behind, that you're three and a half points behind. And it's similar. It's a similar case as Everton right now. There's certainly far more hope in the Salernitana camp than there is Everton at the moment, but it's that same, we have to do better than them because we can't tie a tie is a loss. So we'll see. There's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of football still to be right, played. Looks like but... a same, same scenario here. If you get to eight wins, you're going to make it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So we'll see. Oh, I'm, I'm praying for the boys. Uh, and and I, so I, much I, as I, the line in, in the premier league is 35 points, right? We've said that a in lot. Italy, it's lower. In Italy, it's much, much lower. It's probably 31, 32. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're hoping that, you know, Sampdoria, by the way, who's another team that's, that they just beat. So they're really picking up the points they need to. They look – their their crest looks like basically the um, the 80s um, – uh, It's a seahorse. No, 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 no. The, the pattern behind it, it looks like the, the fountain soda uh, cups – it's the white cup with like the blue and red. These uh-huh, people uh-huh. are just paper mache. They're bullshit. Our boys, our mob are going to take that spot right off from under them. I'm excited about it. I have another reason to believe. I Tottenham think we should, me, we, we, we so need a, go, a GoFundMe to uh, pay off the refs in Italy. They've been known. That's uh, a good point. That's a great point. So originally we were going to try and buy the team, but obviously if they, if they stay Oh, off, what they, happened with that? Did he sell it? Yeah, he did to just somebody. Like for like... <laughs> For like 80 bucks. No, I think it was a tuna tuna can, a cannery magnet. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. It was, uh, (laughs) I believe it was like 4 million euros. Like the team is worth like 
50, 60 million euros. And he sold it for like, I don't know the exact number, but it was a significant because he had to. He was like, sell it by tomorrow or both of your teams are kicked out. He's like, fuck. All right. So I love, by the way, I love that teams can be bought for very little. Like if we could scrounge enough money together, we could buy Derby. Uh, We would have to pick up all the debt. That's fine. Uh, We could buy Oldham Athletic. So something just happened. Very exciting. 10 million by the way oh, so it's close me. and um the the new owner is the founder of italy's pegasus online university so the oh. guy who runs italy's university of phoenix a for-profit college just was like yeah that's a that's a tax write-off for me no problem <laughs> <laughs> so uh do we do have sad news from the football world we know about derby and their minus 21 oldham athletic a former premier league team oldham athletic probably one of the early teams has fallen out of the league. <laughs> uh, they are in the National League. So that means they're gone down to the championship, down to League One, down to League, league two, two, and in the National League. That's four levels down. That's 90 teams down. Yeah, that is like tough. depth of hell. Like there's no TV contract. You lucky if you got a hamburger contract. Like, right, oh, right. are we gonna provide hamburgers? No, you're going to Costco and there's a shed to fucking right. that the guys making right. ha- hamburgers. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a cookout after the game. And if you lose, we're killing the worst player on the team and we're eating yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. So so uh my usual responses to this is England, why do you have 105 professional teams in a country the size of New York State? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so Oldham Athletic, we pour a little out for you. Uh and we hope that this is the time of year be on the lookout for the promotion playoffs. We're looking for Nottingham forest and some of our friends, uh, Fulham are going up. Bournemouth will come back. So we'll have two return friends and the championship playoffs look like this only because it's my favorite. It's literally the most valuable game in all of sports right now. The champion spots look like Huddersfield, a former friend, Nottingham forest, two time European champions, Take that, bitches. Uh, Luton Town, who would be a new boy with a stadium of only less than 10,000. And Sheffield United. If you haven't noticed, every single one of these teams in this group has at least in the last three years been in the Premier League. Except (laughs) aside from Luton Town, but yes. Well, Luton Town, well, Nottingham Forest has not been. But Nottingham Forest is a big But they've got a brand. And that's a a big club. Like, they shouldn't have been down there for that long. Uh, but then my friends in Blackburn slipped out. That made me sad. And my friend uh, Brereton Diaz has fallen back into his Englishness and is no longer Chilean. Uh, he had 20 goals somewhere at the break, and now he only has 21. <laughs> but Mitrovic, 41. Under over on goals is what, 10 or 12 for next season? If it's 10, I'm hitting it. I'm telling you that right now. If it's, you think if he's going to go over? <laughs> I'll go over. I'll go over 10. Happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's Tony how does, at now? How many does Tony? I was about to say, that's the that's the real question because he was the guy coming out. Tony's of the on. I think Tony is on eleven, but five are penalties. That's that. Those count. I'd have to check. Hold on. Ivan Tony's on twelve with five penalties, so it's really eight with six games, five games to go. He's got one yeah. more in him. Hopefully it's not against your team. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're good. We're done. And then my friend Brian Embuemo, who has an XG of nine on only four goals. You know why? Because he hit the post six times. Yeah, he's yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of fucking woodwork in his in his, in his, in his oh, past. Oh baby. All right. 
All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. Okay, that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. We are big fans of Fan Hub. Get your Fan Hub stuff there. Do stuff. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show because it helps. And no one has been doing it.